Hi everyone, before we start off this week's episode, we thought that it would be best that we issue a content warning. This week's topic will contain graphic, disturbing, and possibly triggering content. You have been warned. Hi, I'm Calista. And I'm Allison, and welcome back to I Don't Want to Talk About Politics, a podcast where we discuss the issues you don't want to talk about around the Thanksgiving dinner table. I'd like to stop for a moment and say that is the first time we've ever gotten that intro on the first try. That is, yes. So go us. (laughs) Which comes just in time because, Calista, this is a very bittersweet episode because this is the last time we will be recording together in person for the next four months. I know. And it's I, a little sad. It's very sad. Yeah, it's actually a little, very sad. It's yeah. very sad. I was, I was like, I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, oh, we are. I don't know what I'm going to do without you. I don't know what you're going to do without I me. think that we're pretty much codependent by this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh my God, I don't know what you're going to do without <laughs> me. You're so mean. <laughs> I like how long it real it took you to realize that. <laughs> I said that. We're in a little bit of a different filming location this week, I guess recording, because this episode is being released on, well, we're recording and it'll be released just as we're coming to a conclusion on finals week as well as move out week. And so we usually record in a study room on campus, but all the study rooms are being taken by people who have much harder majors than we do. Yeah. The nursing students. The nursing it's students. just like the nursing students. Engineering students. The nursing, the engineering students. Um, moving out and studying for finals at the same time has definitely been quite chaotic. My room is full of like half-filled boxes, packing tape. Thanks, Calista, by the way. You're welcome. Um, my blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, the blood part may be a little bit more literal <laughs> than I would like to admit. What did you do? Um, I cut myself shaving the other day. <laughs> I was sitting, okay, so you know how our showers are like impossible to shave in? Yeah. So I sat yours on. Yours is more impossible than mine. I sat on the rug outside of the shower and then I put my legs in the shower. And then for one, on, on, on the same day, I discovered I was allergic to the shaving cream I just bought. And I cut myself shaving. So I like sliced my leg open right as I was having an allergic reaction to the shaving cream. And it hurts so bad. I mean, technically, I had literal blood, sweat, tears also. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, like, take out my face on my chair. So was funny. <laughs> so, my mouth hurts. And that was, like, five days ago. But my mouth still hurts. It still hurts. Yeah, because it's, like, kinkasaurs. I punched myself in the eye the other day. You did punch yourself in the eye. <laughs> Wait, so you know those, like, videos on Instagram where, like, people send them to you and they have, like, a spider that jumps out on you? So I just... <laughs> I've been sitting there, and it was like 12.30 at night, and I'm scrolling along, and I'm like procrastinating doing math homework, and I'm scrolling along, and my eye's itchy because the my allergies are so bad here, and I'm like itching my eye, and I see the video that our friend sent us, and like right as it happened, I somehow like pulled my hand back, and it scared me so much that my hand jerked and fully punched myself in the eye, I, like full force. It hurt so bad. I literally had to go in the other room and get like a cold water bottle out and held it against my eye while I worked on homework with one hand for like an hour. So, we're both out of dining dollars. Yes. 
<laughs> completely out of dining. I had to beg my parents for food the other day. I was like, I called, I texted my dad, and I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm so hungry. All I have in my room right now is um, pilaf rice. One can hear pilaf rice. Um, five containers of butter mashed potatoes, like instant water butter mashed potatoes, and popcorn. I mean, I currently have some peanut butter, chocolate chips, and ramen. Oh, and I have um, an avocado. You haven't ate your avocado yet? I ate my other avocado. Oh. It's in the fridge. Yeah, no, I was just wondering. No, I had two avocados, I ate one of them. I I guess I have some string cheese also, but that is it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, last night. We were gonna record the episode last night. But then it's like 10 o'clock. Oh, Everything right. closes at 8. Yeah, so even if we wanted to get food on campus, we couldn't have. So it's like 10 o'clock. We're both starving. We look at each other and we're like, hey, we're starving. I was like, I am willing to walk to my car and drive us somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. My car is about a quarter of a mile from anywhere on campus. Also, it's like 27th Avenue in Phoenix. So it's not, it's not the safest place on the planet to be. Yeah. But I was like, I'm I'm so hungry. By the time, well, we were going to go to Domino's. They were closed. Oh, we pulled into the Domino's parking lot. They were closed. I just about cried. Tears did I, well up in my I eyes. I was like, I'm pretty sure you did cry. <laughs> I was so <laughs> So then we were like, we'll just drive back to Sonic because we had drove by Sonic. So I drive back. By this point, we're both so hungry we're at the point where we're hangry i was like almost there and then we got to sonic and we (laughs) we're both like staring at the menu being like i could order every single thing on this menu i was like craving things i never would order in like a million years i had a chili dog i don't like hot dogs very much and i don't like chili dogs i like chili separate but I do not like chili dogs. And I ate a chili dog because that sounded good. You almost ordered the footlong one too. I did almost order the footlong one. Melissa's sitting next to me and she's going like, I could order a hamburger <laughs> and some onion rings and a corn dog. I but- did go, I think I'm a teenage boy. <laughs> you feel like I just... It's like, I think I'm a teenage boy. I, I was like, I was ordering like, the whole menu. This like Fritos like crunch supreme thing kept coming across the screen. And it's like, I am so hungry. I could order about five of those right now. And then we were sitting there and we're like, you know what? What if we got a Costco lasagna for the rest of the week? <laughs> so. For that, for our food came. Oh yeah, our food came. And Calissa claims they do this thing where if I'm very hungry, it apparently takes about two bites for me to become a nice person again. Or if she needs caffeine, two sips. And then we decided, what if we got a Costco lasagna? Yes. And we're like, we'll split the cost. Mm -hmm. So today we went to Costco. And then we... I knew Costco lasagna was big, but I didn't realize it was two packages. Mm -hmm. My brain had it as one, even though I should know it's Costco. I I also thought it was like one big one, but instead it was two packages. Which I guess... Would, a, would equivalent to one big one. Mm-hmm. So instead we ended up with a ravioli and lasagna, which was delicious. It was delicious. But and we did almost eat the whole entire thing and we went, we did say we were going to 
eat it the rest of the week. We both of us were sitting there and we see the two lasagnas and there's like there's no way we could eat two lasagnas in like three days. There's a hundred percent way we could have eaten both of those lasagnas. And then we're so hungry at this point because all I had had before that was two personal little like pizzas. I had a Caesar salad at 1 p.m. And by and then my, it was my, about 8.30. Yeah, my two mini pizzas were at like... It was like 12. <laughs> no, it was 11 because it was... I woke up and it was basically my breakfast and my lunch. <laughs> and then... So we're like, we're not going to make it. And we're like, we have to cook this for an hour. We're not going to... We're not going to make I it. I know, we're sitting in line and I just go... I just come over here and I look at it. And I said, it takes 60 to 70 minutes to cook. And we're both like, I'm not going to make it. So she's checking out and I go over it. And we get the little dollar, we get the dollar 50, like hot dog and soda. And then we sat in her car in the parking lot and just chowed down on some hot dogs. I'm pretty sure I finished it in less than two minutes. I stand by. After I've seen how fast you've been able to eat this past couple days, I'm entering you in like the national hot dog eating contest on 4th of July because I'm going to starve you for like three days beforehand. I'm going to give you like only your little pizza bagel things. You're going to give me no money and no dining dollars. (laughs) No money, no dining dollars, just pizza bagels. And then the day of, you're just going to be like pounding away setting world records. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely maybe could. I do eat fast. So then we got home and we ate once we heated it up. And now here we are. Yeah. Um, we're warning you, as you can already see from the beginning. Um, this is gonna be a a long episode. Um, we have a pretty intense subject to talk about, as you know from the title and the pre-show warning. But for right now, let's get into the top news stories of the week. Biden's made a big announcement this week. Do you know what it is? He's retiring. I wish. He's dead. But then we have Kamala's president. No, never mind. No, no. He's he's running for re-election in 2024. And isn't Kamala going as his running me yep i just don't understand you know i stand by that president biden absolutely has like no power i stand by that i think the only i think that he's truly a puppet for all these like other big democrats like i think that like the clintons spend money into i think a whole I bunch of the really big powerful democrats agree, yeah and i do not know why all of them in their little press conference are thinking you know what we're gonna do the same thing we did last time because if it works once it works again even though people like hate him on both sides yeah he he's running on his whole like slogan is let's finish the job i would like to know what this job is ruining the country rising the prices of eggs rising the prices of gas i mean what what are we finishing i the only thing is i can think of is ruining the country Digging us a hole and burying us. We should send him over to be president of Russia. We could take them down so easily if he was president of Russia. We really could. The only thing that's holding this Congress, this this country together, is like the Supreme Court right now. I swear. 
Okay. That's enough on Biden re or running for re-election. Well, my question. Okay. Do you, okay. Do you think that he's going to be the democratic candidate? As of right now, the only other person potentially running is I'm trying to think. I really, I honestly really thought that Kamala was going to run and then Biden was going to be her running mate. Yeah, so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is their only other option as of right now. Though he's hated by the He's hated by the left because he's anti-vaccine. Okay, so now that's Biden's big announcement. We're going to move into Tucker Carlson now. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Tucker Carlson has left Fox News. This happened on Monday. His last show aired April 21st, so it was very sudden. It, he left Monday. He signed off his show on Friday saying, see you Monday. And then he didn't have an episode on Monday. I Okay, I know people were saying it like it was very sudden, but I wonder if his See You Monday was him knowing they were going to announce it Monday. Maybe, yeah. Because, like, I don't think contractually you can get out of that that fast. Yeah. He left right after um, Fox News' parent company, so just Fox, uh, settled a lawsuit with Domin? Dominion Dominion voting systems Tucker Carlson was one of the Fox News hosts and executives who was questioned in the lawsuit Dominion sued Fox and its networks for what they claimed to be intentional and falsely blaming Dominion for the 2020 election. Dominion is the one that set up, like, the voting machines and stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay. So they they were told that they were the ones who caused election fraud. And so they sued Fox because Fox was one of the main people who was like, well, there was election fraud. Well, there was all these things. They can sue us, too, because I 100% agree. I also agree. Tucker Carlson was one of the main anchors who was expressing disbelief and skepticism. 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 That's not it either. <laughs> Look, I may not know rivers flow to oceans, but I do know how to say most of the words in here. I don't know how to say words. Pronunciation, not my strong suit. Geography, not mine. <laughs> But he was one of the main ones who was saying things about voter fraud in the 2020 election. Though there has not been an official reasoning released by Fox News yet. I'm unaware of, at least. Callista. Yes. I don't watch Fox News. Because I just don't like Fox News. Um, but... And I also have never seen Tucker Carlson speak. Um, I feel like you probably know him more than I do. I'm not saying that you're like an avid Fox News watcher, but... <laughs> no, I just... I don't like... I'll watch clips sometimes, but I don't like watch Fox News. I heard him speak at Anfest, though. Um, why do you think he left? 
I feel like he probably was being held back a little bit. Makes sense. Based on what he could say. Because he is a very vocal person and has a lot of opinions. And so I think he... Yeah, he's Allison, actually. Please don't compare me to Tucker Carlson. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, he just has a lot of opinions and is... I don't think he's able to say some of them just because of contracts. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Calista. Yeah. On the same day that Tucker Carlson decided, announced that he was leaving Fox News, mm-hmm. Don Lennon was fired from CNN. What? What's up with all the news anchors? I don't know. It's kind of insane that like both of these massive news networks are are now without their like essential biggest breadwinners because like Tucker Carlson is like the only news correspondent from Fox I know, and then Don Lemon. I knew and I also I knew about Don Lemon and, and Chris Cuomo and Brian Stelter, but those were the I. That's weird. I know more <laughs> CNN once than Fox News, but it's weird. I'm more willing to watch CNN than Fox News because just because I like making fun of CNN. It's entertaining sometimes watching some of their clips and being like, "What are you thinking there?" Mm-hmm. Um, in a Variety article from April fifth, the they discussed. They discussed some of the behavior that he was fired for earlier this week. Um, like, the, the they call him a diva. They say that he was misogynistic. They say that he was sexist. They say that he would do, like, really inappropriate, like, kind of make really inappropriate comments, especially to his younger female co-workers. Um, like, one of the comments that he said on air that he got in trouble for was that he said that 51-year-old uh, Nick Haley, who is the governor of South Carolina isn't a viable presidential candidate because she isn't in her prime, which they found very offensive. Um, he's also he's gay. I don't know if you knew this, but like every CNN news correspondent, he's gay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he was dating a junior employee, female junior employee, when she was 21, 22, and he was forty one because he wasn't openly out of the closet yet. Okay. Um, the Variety article goes in much deeper about his like diva like behavior, and it's actually like a pretty compelling read. So I totally recommend that everyone give it a read. Obviously, after you finish this episode, but it will be linked in our references. Um, as to why the primary reason he was fired, CBS and NBC are deciding that his misogynistic attitude and the way that he treats coworkers, much like Chuckle Carlson, I'm actually quite interested to see where he goes next but i'm pretty sure that no news network is going to want to take it don lemon because he's known for being a pretty massive diva Mm -hmm. yeah also the like abc or is it nbcu it was nbc universe yeah um president was also fired or whatever they ceo ceo he's also fired within like Three days. Yeah, it was like two or three days before. Mm-hmm. Hmm, but his was because of actual reasons you should get fired. I I, I see why Don Lemon got fired. Yes, yeah. I see that too. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no. All right. 
I'm like, I'm like anxious right now. Like I can feel the anxiety going up in my chest. Yeah. Um, on to our topic of the week, I guess. Once again, we will be discussing a very graphic and possibly disturbing topic. So continue at your own risk. Despite the fact that many do find it incredibly disturbing, this is essential knowledge. Chemical abortions are currently being heavily pushed by the left. And that's because they are way harder to regulate than surgical abortions. However, they are just as, if not more dangerous than surgical abortions. But Planned Parenthood, the left, and all the pharmacies don't want you to know that they want your complete trust that killing your own child is better than bringing them into this world. That's why this episode we're passionately proclaiming the truth about chemical abortions. Um, we're about to have a lot of information headed your way. Um, but this is an episode that both of us have been really excited about. And it's such because like abortions and the pro-life movement is such an important thing to us. We're both very passionately pro-life. Um, we both are part of the pro-life club on our campus. We do a lot of outreach and volunteering and tabling when it comes to pro-life issues. Um, during the fall, I worked with Susan B. Anthony which is an organized, it's an interest group that um, helps push pro-life candidates and promote them. And chemical abortions are completely like, ever since Roe v. Wade, chemical abortions are being pushed more and more frequently. And there's been a lot of lies exposed being pushed about them. And a lot of people don't have like a proper concept of even what they are or like the difference between those and surgical abortions we'll do another episode sometime on surgical abortions all that but um since this is like the main topic in the news right now especially everything that's going on with the supreme court um we decided that we're going to do an episode on this i'm warning you both of us were talking about this episode beforehand and we were both felt so passionately about this topic that we were both like i think i'm gonna cry during this episode so Calista, Calista, you're going to be my example today. Okay. Calista, you will say you're, I don't know, we'll age you down a little bit. You're 17. Okay. 17, and you are 10 weeks pregnant. Okay. And you decided that you want to kill your child. That's not a decision for me, but okay. Okay. Well, this is make-believe 17-year-old. <laughs> okay, make oh, yeah. This I'm is a different world. This is like bizarre world, Calista. Well, you have some options. So you could go like the traditional route and go and, you know, have an abortion at a clinic. Or let's say, you know, you're you don't want to do that. So um you're gonna get a tr- you're gonna take a trip down to your local Planned Parenthood and you're gonna get yourself prescribed a medical abortion. And so when you get home, you will take mifepristone. So mifepristone, you take about two hundred milligrams of it in one pill. And it will block progesterone from going to the baby. And so the progesterone blocks nutrients for the baby. And so blocks nutrients for the baby. And so without nutrients, it will kill the baby. This will also thin the uterine lining and what they will, they say the embryo, will detach from the uterus. About 24 to 48 hours later, you will take misoprostol. And this will essentially induce labor. It will cause your uterus to contract, you will bleed, and you will expel the embryo. And so there's a lot of people describe it as the symptoms of like a very painful period and a lot of blood. Uh, there's 
chances of fever, chances of infections. Well, um, Calissa will go more into detail about like all the risks that are associated with it because there is so many risks. But for right now, let's say um, you also can take misoprostol um, vaginally. You can also take it, you can have, you can let it dissolve underneath your tongue or in your cheek. Um, and then about seven to 14 days later, um, you will schedule a follow-up appointment with your doctor. So that's like the most, in like the most offensive use of the term responsible way to do it. Um, but like, let's say maybe it's a Friday. Okay. It's a Friday. You're like, I don't <laughs> Your local Planned Parenthood is closed on the weekends. So, and you know what? You don't want to get a prescription. You don't have a car. So, Planned Parenthood personally recommends as what they refer to as a self-managed abortion. Um, these They claim that they're completely safe and effective and have low and very rare risks. Remember, you're... 17 you're 17 we're saying that you're 10 weeks pregnant based on like your own estimations but we don't know if you're 10 weeks pregnant because remember unlike the first time and unlike what we talked about before you haven't gone into a doctor so you think that you're about 10 weeks pregnant and so you're like looking on Planned Parenthood's website this is all actually on their website and you go oh self-managed abortion you can do this yourself so they encourage you to use only misoprostol, not mifepristone, um, you will need 12 pills. Um, however, some sources will claim that you can use up to 20. And basically, you will take all 12 pills vaginally, and they encourage you to lie on your back for about three hours. And then about three to four hours later, you should have like very violent cramps and very heavy bleeding and expel your embryo. So how much is this going to cost you? You're you're working in this bizarre world. Callista is working a part time job at the local McDonald's. Well, prices range from about one hundred fifty dollars for some mail in ones from the shadier websites to about eight hundred dollars. So, you know, you're willing to put up almost a thousand dollars to kill your child. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Planned Parenthood's not your thing. You have issues with Margaret Singer, as we all do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said, I'm not a Nazi. Don't worry. We got Plan C for you. Which, <laughs> side note, is hands down the craziest website that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I went down a rabbit hole on Plan C, and I barely scratched the surface of how many absolutely insane things that they have on their website. Um, for one, I found their TikTok. Um, some of the misinformation that they spread on their TikTok is absolutely safe. First of all, in one of their videos, they claim that abortion, the abortion pill is actually safer than Tylenol. I think there's a couple other sources. That I've heard that say that. Yeah, that's a common... Mm -hmm. They also encourage you to also encourage you to order they say they encourage you to order your abortion pills ahead of time what in the co at home covid test is this do you can you, 
do you know what they mean by order your abortion pills ahead of time yeah they mean they know they assume that you they that you you know that you're going to be having unproductive sex where you will get pregnant and ahead of time you know that you will want to kill that child yeah that is like the most like i literally i was sitting on my couch this morning like and i saw that and i just i like sat in like disgust she was sitting in my room on their website for, I think she was on the same website for like an hour and a half last I was I was on there for a really long time because I was going through their, their sources, all the type of stuff. This website is bad news. This website is not like it literally, the amount of misinformation that they spread, the amount of unsafe practices that they promote is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that on their TikTok, they're promoting it to like young teens like we're saying like we're using the example of a 17 year old for a reason Mm -hmm. because that's who they're promoting to so um you go to so the 17 year old goes to the um the website and they say it's like an it's essentially an abortion finder find where you can get your abortion so you'll type in your city and your state so considering that we are currently in the grand canyon state i typed in phoenix arizona and they gave me four different options so the first one once again, we're using loosest term of the phrase responsible. Um, they give you those websites where you'll have an over-the-phone consultation with a physician. We don't know if they're actually a real doctor, but a physician. And they'll like talk to you, they'll ask you how far along they think you are, you think you are. Um, you'll say your age, when was your last period, questions like that. And then they'll mail you your pills. No, there no authentication needed. Their number one recommendation is called Telefem Mexico. Um, so Telefem Mexico is a Mexican abortion home. So they're not managed under the FDA. And basically they say that you can, they encourage you to order your abortion pills from Mexico and then go and pick them up along the border at courier locations. What in the drug cartel is this? As as people who are currently living in a border state and know that, like, human trafficking is absolutely ravaging the state right now, the fact that they are encouraging people to do this is disgusting. Like, literally, they're like, why don't you go where everyone's being trafficked Mm -hmm. as you're trying to get an abortion in like the most vulnerable you can be? Mm -hmm. And they're encouraging you to like, it's insane. Okay. You don't want to talk to a physician. Okay. Second option. Just buy the pills yourself. They list 23 different websites that you can buy them from. Their number one ad site for the majority of the states is called Private Emma. So Private Emma's website is absolutely insane looking. I think I showed it to you. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's like all red. It's crazy looking. It looks like a dystopian episode um, website. And so it provides pills for pregnancies up to 11 weeks, as well as extra pills for 10 weeks and up. Um, for Private Emma, all you have to do is fill out a Google survey. Hold up. They'll give you extra pills for 10 weeks and up? They'll just be like, here's some, here's some extra pills. Um, I believe that they provide... 16... They provide... Um, two mifepristone pills and 12 mifepristol 
or if you want to do mifepristol only, they'll provide 16 mifepristol. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just fill out a singular Google survey, which is super easy to lie on. So like you're 17, you obviously need parental consent. You just say, I'm 21. Unless, unless you're in Washington. Yeah. You just say, I'm 21. You'll usually, you 21, you send it in. You should get approved within 24 to 48 hours. And your abortion pills should be arriving within two days from that. If that's not the most vile thing you've ever heard in my entire life. Like, okay, let's say, like, let's say you are a human trafficker and, you know, the girls that you're pimping out are getting pregnant. You just go on, say that you're 25 year old woman, you know, I wanted a 25 year old woman, I accidentally got pregnant, I want pills. And then you do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. And if you do it so many times, you can get hundreds of pills. Mm -hmm. And there you go. And then they can try, they can sell them like that too. Like yeah. I just got, if you got a surplus of pills, they could sell them and imagine them being sold to like kids in school. And then these girls, because if you take the abortion pill past when, past 11 weeks, it will kill you. Mm -hmm. And so like imagine these girls who think that this is their only option and aren't willing to go to a doctor because they're being told they shouldn't go to a doctor by Planned Parenthood then uh, it's just I, I'm like getting emotional right now I need to calm myself down number three male 40 it sounds exactly what it's like let's say you know um, let's say they ban, a, they ban um, them here in Arizona mm -hmm. Um, you just say that your address is in Washington and then you can have your, I don't know, like a friend forward it to you in the mail. Simply, that's what they tell you to do. Literally, that's the instructions they tell you to do on the website. Oh my gosh. And this fourth one. This is my favorite. Well. Word for word. <laughs> just pick it up from Mexico. <laughs> that's what they say. They tell you pick it up from Mexico. And then once again recommend telephone um so i actually went and looked at the telephone website at this point really studied that half the website's in spanish and then when it translates to english it's translated incorrectly so like i like google translated some stuff um but here's one thing that was actually translated to english themselves on the website um in their faq section underneath the question how can i get my package it says that after a medical evaluation, health professional will determine if the medic medication can be delivered after validating your payment. That's sketchy. That is very sketchy, which means what they're saying is that you might get your, you might have it delivered to you after we take your money. And remember what we said, 150 to $800. I think Telephone um, said theirs were about $150 to $300. So you just dropped $300 and afterwards they might deliver it to you. Afterwards, you might be traveling to the border alone at risk of being trafficked to meet up with some strange guy with some pills that might be laced with fentanyl. Yes. So terrible. <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. Okay. So then I was like, Arizona is a swing state. Mm -hmm. You know, 
we're, we swing stay. We have some stricter rules. I think we're at the 15-week ban right now. But we also were able to have a 15-week ban. Um, let's find a state that doesn't. So I looked to Florida. Obviously, we like DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Um, and under Florida, they had one thing. The two things they had the telehealth thing, and then they also had what they considered community support network. So there is a website called Red State Access, and it has volunteers that repackage um, the abortion pills into generic plastic, they make look like generic pills. They um, repackage them into plastic baggies and they give you one mifepristone and 12 mifepristol for all requests or they'll send 16 mifepristol. So it's kind of like the first one. Um, something noticeable about this website. Okay, once again, website super weird. It like lists the doctor on there. And I tried looking up the doctor. I looked at several different websites and the only person, I think it's the only person that came up, it was like Dr. Swang Kong something like that it was indian sounding and the only thing that it kept coming up was was for someone who did like physiology he did like a lot of like physical therapy type stuff and it was the same name over and over again and it was only that like listed on several different databases so either it is a fake name or this is actually the person and they're doing this very shadily under the table which either way Mm. Is not a good option. <laughs> so this website is super creepy and it's totally lying to you. For one, something notable about it is that their website says that they encourage you to use a privacy app and then they list privacy apps that you can use and they do tell you not to look at it with like your regular Google browser. Because I think it's because they know they can get tracked back to mm-hmm. your sell the pills. They also, in their disclaimer, claim that they do not give medical or legal advice or sell abortion pills. But they do. But they do. So there's only two other tabs on it. There's the blog. And there is a contact essay. So there's the home, the blog, and the contact essay. And the blog gives you all the specifications on how to give your, how to do a self-managed abortion. And the contact essay is like questions. Email us there. And so what they tell you to do is to go into email and then just say, this is what I need, this is 70 weeks long, and they tell you to basically do that. And that's how you get the abortion pills. There's no like actual sign the thing form up. There's no way that they confirm your medical information, like all of this stuff. You just go in, you email them, you email them, they'll send it to you once again, and the generic volunteers will send it to you in the generic packaging so it doesn't look like the abortion pill. It doesn't look like the abortion pill, and they'll email it to you. Yeah. So. Any questions? No. I told you, I really stumbled down this rabbit hole. Yeah, which is a good thing. People need to know. I'm just, like, my mind is... Had no idea about any of this. Like, like, I I knew there was websites. mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was that much, and I didn't realize they're suggesting you go to Mexico. Yeah, I did not realize like these like they're supposed to be like the more legitimate ones are mm-hmm. recommending this because this Plan C is I found Plan C through Plan Parenthood, basically saying if you cannot get to a Plan Parenthood in your area, this is what they do. Plan Parenthood also has like other it does there was like a couple other things that 
on their website they say that they said that if you can't get an abortion in your state they they like find ways that you can like they tell you what borders you can cross they tell you exactly where everything is there's like a whole bunch of ideas but they also they're like it's like the they have the Planned Parenthood kind of is covering themselves or being like if you when you go to to the Plan C website where it directs you to. This is like any medical advice you can't take, but Plan C doesn't, which means that if someone is murdered from taking, if someone's killed or gets hurt or gets kidnapped taking Plan C's advice, technically, I'm pretty sure they can be held accountable for it, as they should be, especially should, this Telefem yes. one. The Telefem Mexico one is insane. And as I was like scrolling through their TikTok today, I was like, I cannot believe some of the things that they're saying. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's all I have for right now. I'm gonna hand the microphone over to you because I've been talking for a long time. Okay. We're gonna move to the risks of chemical abortion. So we mm-hmm. talked about how you can get them. Now it's let's learn a little bit about what it, what the risks are if you take Allison's terrible advice over okay. And this is just for the normal one, by the way. The, like, actually FDA-regulated one, not these, like, ones from these random websites. Yes. The left likes to tell us we do not care about women when it comes to the abortion argument, but that is actually not the case. We do care about women. Here is what they do not tell you about the abortion pill, and one of the reasons I believe we care more about women than they do. Chemical abortions come with many risks and can harm the mother. Again, I am not going to sugarcoat these details because people need to hear them. When a mother is given the abortion pill so she goes into Planned Parenthood, she is told she will experience fever, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, chills, and dizziness, along with cramps and bleeding that is worse than a heavy menstrual period that can last for multiple weeks after the pill was taken but that is not all remember they tell you not to schedule an appointment until 7 to 14 days after the pill is taken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not normal to experience all those symptoms mm-hmm. as i was like researching this like all for some reason like the side effect commercial or like any pill commercials the side effect voice was going through my head mm-hmm. so i was just playing those side effects in my head but like your ear may fall off you may want to die your ear might fall off <laughs> i don't know why i went to that one <laughs> that's not even the side effect i've heard <laughs> i mean sometimes they get into side effects and you're like, how's that possible? <laughs> I love the antidepressant ones where they're like, you may experience thoughts of suicide. For antidepressants? <laughs> the pill also causes infections, even rare ones, short-lasting hot flashes, hemor- hemorrhaging? Hemorrhaging. Hemor- hemorrhaging. And blood clots. Furthermore, undetected ectopic pregnancy, which is a life-threatening issue. And it can cause infertility down the road. So if you decide later on you want to have kids, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that might not happen. That's, like, so sad. Like, think, like, once again, I go back to, like, the image of the 17-year-old who is seeing all these commercials, seeing how the media acts, thinking that this is their only route, and then 10 years later, when they're trying to have kids and they've realized that they have permanent infertility. It's just so sad. Yeah, because, like, they were so young, but this idea was pushed on them that it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. But then it really ruins their rest of their life. Mm -hmm. The risks of complications increase the longer you wait. A study in Sweden, side note, Allison thinks I have an obsession with countries like Holland, Sweden, and Denmark because I keep talking about them for some reason lately. No, because literally every time, like every single conversation, Phyllis is like, Allison, I want to go like frolic through the tulip fields of Holland or Denmark or whatever it is and like and like I don't know like gaze up at a windmill. I'm like, okay, I didn't ask. <laughs> okay, now back to the serious talk. Mm-hmm. The study in Sweden was done in 2018. It found compl- complications. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> this study in Sweden was done in 2018. It found complications occurred in 7.3% of the medical abortions over greater than 12 weeks. Over time, the rate of complications for medical abortions over 12 weeks increased from 4.2% in 2008 to 8.2% in 2015. The most common complication, 57%, Related to medical abortions greater than 12 weeks was incomplete abortions, which occurs 153 times, comprising 4.1% of all medical abortions. That was a lot of numbers, but women must know what they are doing could have significant harm to their bodies, not to mention it's also killing their baby. And it leads to mental health issues like grieving the lost baby and the emotional trauma mm-hmm. to close out the risks of chemical abortions i found an article from planned parenthood on chemical abortions and i'm pretty sure my 10 and 12 year old sisters both can write better articles than the author of this one Pretty sure your seven-year-old sister can write a better article than this. Yeah, she might be able to. When she read part of this to me, I did say that it sounded like when you're in, like, elementary school. And so, like, the way that you write it is so stilted and odd. Mm -hmm. So, in extremely rare cases, some complications can be very serious or even life-threatening. Extremely rare cases. We're going to talk about some report from the FDA, and we both know that is not true. Like all medications, the abortion pill isn't right for everyone. They're just they're just telling you that, but yet tell you to go get one unmanaged by a doctor. Just go in get Mexico one for Mexico. I, I I still like in absolutely floor. That's actually on a website. I, I the two of us sat there in silence when I read that out. Yeah, when you said that last night, I was like, and it just says, talking about? don't pick it up from Mexico. That's what it says. Um, oh, this was the sentence that I'm like, 
my sister really can write a better <laughs> sentence. She goes, the abortion pill is really safe and effective. I almost think Kamala Harris wrote this. List. I think Kamala Harris wrote this for Biden. <laughs> yeah. Or like her, any of her speeches where she says the same thing in Luke. Mm -hmm. I, I, this article is like one of her speeches. It's a teleprompter getting frozen. <laughs> Serious long-term emotional problems after an abortion are rare. And about as uncommon as they are after giving birth. That statement hurts my head. Because those are two completely different things. You're... In one situation, you're killing your child. In the other situation, you are giving birth to, like, a bundle of joy. And it, like, makes you happy. I mean, there are cases where you get postpartum depression. But I don't think those should be numbers that are compared. Mm -hmm. And then this sentence. Um, about tore me when I read it. Most people feel relief after an abortion. Do you think that you're feeling relief if you're experiencing nausea, the chills, a fever, cramps and diarrhea, and profusely bleeding? And could it potentially have an incomplete abortion or, you know, an infection? And you just passed your dead child. Like, like we're not sugarcoating it. That is your dead child that you just pushed out of you. And you, like, people have talked about, like, people who've had abortions are like, yeah, I saw its teeny fingers. Like, mm -hmm. I saw, like, its little body being formed. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. And then this one's, this one's my favorite sentence. There are many myths out there about the effects of a abortion. What are some of these myths that they're saying that it's safe and effective and... It doesn't say, it just continues by saying, your do your nurse or doctor can give you accurate information about abortion pill side effects or any other concerns you may have. I saw that in another article from the FDA. I was like, yeah, that article made me laugh. Mm -hmm. Also, was the worst article I've ever read, read and I would like my like three minutes of my life back. Mm-hmm. So I could do more productive things than read this terrible article. Where is that from? Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, as we know, there's a bunch of stuff going on in, with the FDA. Liz is going to talk about that in a couple minutes. But for now, we're going to talk about, like, the FDA, like the people who actually have died from the, from this. There are um, 28 known so if you go to the FDA under their like information about the medical abortion, they have an, an entire report summary from June 30th of last year. So this hasn't been updated in the past year, but June 30th of last year that covers all the deaths and complications with abortions that have been reported um, since I believe 2000. The following information is from the United States post-marketing reports received by FDA of adverse events that occurred among patients who had taken mifepristone or medical termination for pregnancy. Um, these events cannot, so it's under, so basically said because the FDA has eliminated duplicate reports and in some cases reclassified the adverse event terms for individual cases after reviewing the narrative details, 
the numbers provided here may differ from the numbers of the reports that may be obtained through the Freedom of Information Act requests. I'm not saying it's true, but I am saying that there's probably a pretty good chance that there are way more of these than there actually are, they're saying here. Okay. The estimated number of women who have used mifepristone in the U.S. for medical termination of pregnancy through the end of June of 2022 is approximately 5.6 million women. It's way more than that by now. So, um, in so the first table is the cumulative post-marketing fatal and ectopic pregnancy reports in U.S. women who use mifepristone for medical terminology. And so... For those who died, they list 28 deaths. And for ectopic pregnancy, they list 97. You just said medical terminology. Termination. I said medical terminology. Yeah. I meant medical termination. Okay. So, these fatal... So, this says, the the fatal cases are included regardless of casual uh, attribution to the person. Okay, let me skip this. Okay, so they detail what these cases are from. So, deaths were associated with sepsis in nine of the 28 reported fatalities, which you listed as risk, sepsis. So nine people have died from, eight, nine people have died from this. Eight of these cases tested positive for Clostridium sordelli, and one case tested positive with Clostridium perificum. I... So did not pronounce that right, but I was like, at least it's a logical word to not pronounce right. As for words, I can't pronounce. The fact that you are a person who menstruates and cannot pronounce menstruation really, really stresses me out. Okay, costume core, costume sordelli. Just a quick side note: it is a very rare and bacterial infection that causes pneumonia endocarditis, arthritis, parenthesis, and myronecrosis. Remember, this is very rare. Um, Severe, very rare, yet eight people who took the abortion pill died from this. Severe toxic shock shock syndrome, which you get from, they they always scare, that's like what all the girls were scared about when we were like 10 because we thought if we left our tampon in for too long, we would get it. Um, the tampons again. <laughs> um, severe toxic shock syndrome among previously healthy persons has been described in a small amount of cases, most often in so- associated with gynecological infections in women. Also known as sepsis from taking the from taking the abortion pill. Um, the rate of vaginal colonization with clostridium species in the period of after abortion has reported been reported. As 29%. So out of these, let's say out of these 5.6 million women, uh-huh. 29% in a very, what they claim to be is a very rare bacterial infection. When you were, when you are doing all the non-pregnant women in the United States, which is much, much more, it is five to 10%. Eight of the nine fatal um, sepsis cases reported vaginal misoprostol, which we said is one of the reasons vaginal misoprostol, and one case reported buccal misoprostol. So buccal is the one where you keep it under your cheek, in your cheek. Um, 18 of the 19 
remaining U.S. deaths involved two cases of homicide, two cases of combined drug intoxication and overdose, two cases of ruptured ectopic pregnancy, two cases of drug intoxication, and one case of each of the following, substance abuse slash drug overdose, methadone overdose, suspected homicide, suicide, delayed onset tox shock-like syndrome, hemorrhage, bilateral pulmonary thromboembolic, unintentional overdose resulting in liver, liver failure, probable anaphylactic medication reaction, and a case of natural death due to pulmonary amphysia. Let's break, break that down real quick. Let's break that down real quick. I want you to do a counter, right? From, we're going to do a counter of some of the risks that you listed. Okay. Uh, delayed onset toxic shock-like syndrome. That's one of the deaths. We said that if you, we said seven to 14 days you're supposed to wait until you mm-hmm. go in. And so if you're waiting that time, someone died during that. Um, hemorrhaging. Someone died from hemorrhaging. Um, what was the other one? Unintentional overdose. That's probably someone who got like those 16 pills mm-hmm. and thought, let me take all 16, even though I'm like five, two and 130 pounds. Um, anaphylactic medication reaction. I mean, how would you know that you're allergic to it if there's no doctor and, um, unintentional overdose resulting in liver failure? Yeah. Which again leads to them just giving you 16 pills. In the 19th case, the cause of death could not be established despite performance of autopsy. Tissue samples were negative for C. sordelli. Um, there were 13 additional reported deaths in women in foreign country who used mifepristone for medical termination of the pregnancy. These fatal cases were associated with sepsis, clostridium sordelli, so the very rare bacterial disease. Mm-hmm. Um, identified in tissue samples in a four clinical trial, sepsis, um, a ruptured gastric ulcer, severe hemorrhaging, severe hemorrhaging and possible sepsis, multivisceral failure, thrombotic, thromboisoptenic, leading to an intracranial hemorrhage. So it's hemorrhaging in your brain. Yeah. Um, toxic, shock, toxic shock syndrome, Clostridium sordelli was identified through uterine biopsy cultures. So toxic shock syndrome is caused by Clostridium sordelli. Um, sepsis again, which had Enterococcus facilius and Enzoscuchi coli. I'm so sorry. I think that's E. coli. Um, <laughs> were identified in bloody culture. Asthma attack with cardiac arrest. Um, thrombolism. Respiratory decompensation with secondary pulmonary infection 30 days after mifepristone and a patient on a lung transplant list with diabetes, a gestosomy feeding tube, and severe cystic fibrosis in a case of clodostrium sepsism sepsis from a published literature report. I am at a loss for words. So, let's break this down. 28 people died. 28. About 14 of them died with the risks that we knew that they were going to, mm-hmm. including sepsis. Including sepsis. The others died from outside circumstances. So, drug overdoses, um, drug overdoses, intoxication, suicide, suspected homicide. 
how do we know those weren't contributing to them especially the suicide one Mm -hmm. like i'm not one to suspect but knowing that people have said there's like they're like my emotional like i was a very emotional i was like mm-hmm. my mental health went down like you just know it's like it might not be said but you're like you just suspect okay let's move down so they have a second table now this table um is the post-marketing adverse effects in u.s women who use mifepristone or medical termination of pregnancy not term Terminology. Termination. <laughs> Termination. Okay. So between um, September 28th of 2000 and um, this, that's not December. What's 10? October 31st of 2012, the cases with an adverse event. So any weird event that probably, weird, any event that was not supposed to happen mm-hmm. was 2740 for hospitalized excluding the deaths 768 experience blood loss requiring transfusions was 416 and for infections 308 and for those with severe infections 57 Now, from November 1st of 2012 and November and then um, June 30th of 2022, those numbers do go down a little bit. Oh, okay. So, um, so the cases with adverse um, events are 1,473, mm-hmm. hospitalized excluding deaths, 280, um, experienced blood transfusions, um, experienced blood loss requiring transfusions, 188. And infections, 106, and then severe infections, 14. Somebody's going to look at this table and be like, it's, see, safe see? now. See? 1,473? Compared to 2,740? So much better. See? It's just as safe as Tylenol. Exactly. <sighs> All right. I feel like a biologist, and I, this is making me think of why I did not choose biology as my major. So, um, for the blood transfusions ones, it says, as stated in the approved labeling for Mifeprex, which is like the brand name for Mifeprestone, it's approved generic version. Um, um, bleeding or spotting can be expected for an average of 9 to 16 days and lasts up to 30 days. Um, however, what they're talking about with the excessive bleeding is excessive vaginal bleeding, usually requiring treatments by uterotonics, vasoconstrictor drugs, curatorage, um, administration of saline infusions, and or blood transfusions. And then for infections, this category includes endometrius, which is the inflammation resulting from an infection involving the lining of the womb. So endometrius is also caused by Clodrostrium sordelli. Remember, 29% of these women probably have it. Um, pelvic inflammatory disease, which involves the nearby re- reproductive organs, organs such as the fallopian tubes or ovaries, and pelvic infections with sepsis, which is a serious systematic infection that serious systemic infection that has spread beyond the reproductive organs. Not included are women with reported sexual transmitted disease such as chlamydia, gonorrhea, cystis, and toxic. So- 
shock syndrome are not associated with a pelvic infection. So that's a completely different thing. Like the toxic shock syndrome is a completely different thing, not even included in that. So then when we're talking about the serious infections, um, the subset of infections include cases that were determined to be severe based on the medical review of the available case details. Severe infections generally result in death or hospitalization for at least two to three days. Um, they require intravenous, intravenous antibiotics or at least 24 hours in total antibiotic usage for at least three days or have other physical or clinical findings, laboratory data, or surgery that suggests a severe infection. All of this is available publicly on the FDA's website. And this is just the stuff that was altered that that was altered that differs from the numbers that are available through the Freedom of Information Act requests. I'm sure if we went in and like filled out a request form, we would find much, much more. Yeah. So this is the information that's available to you. I have like I don't I feel like not a lot of people would think to go and look and read this, but like it like the numbers truly shocked me. I knew the 28 people, but I didn't know what they died from. And like the specific breakdown. And, and like, the specific breakdown. And like all these risks, like you hear these risks, like you hear in the commercials and you're like, that's silly. But when you hear the 28 people who died from the, the like 2,740 who are experiencing this, the things that they're qualifying it, this is all happening. Mm -hmm. This is not just them. This is not like what they call like crisis pregnancy centers saying this is scary wah. This is happening. People are getting it. They're getting hospitalized. Like with the severe infections one, 57 people in 10 years were hospitalized from this and required required surgery. We're in the hospital for two to three days. Like all these crazy things. Obviously, the FDA is in some hot water right now mm -hmm. with the with this. So like, let's talk about, let's kind of catch up on the news that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'm just going to go in a little review first. So the last few episodes, we have been covering chemical abortions in our weekly news. It started with Washington's stockpile of abortion pills in preparations for the Texas ruling, where the judge suspended the FDA's approval of the abortion pill. So he sided with a conservative group, a Christian conservative group. Every article had to point that out. Mm -hmm. Then it went to the fifth circuit court they sided with the texas judge on a couple of the points but did not completely suspend the fda approval the court ruled that the pill was not allowed to be mailed so it would have not allowed to go get your pill in mexico actually you, probably, you would you would because remember they mailed like even though this stops it like remember that there's still these websites are telling you how to get around it yes which is all the People who are like, there's there's going to be more back alley abortions. There's literally abortions happening in your home. Mm -hmm. Not in your home, but... If We're just trying to make it harder for people to get their hands on this. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then they also changed the time frame of when the abortion pill can be taken from 70 days to 49 days after. This case made it to the Supreme Court, and we now have the update from that case. This is the first abortion case that has gone to the Supreme Court since Roe v. Wade was overturned in 
2022. Let's June just say 2022. God bless um, Dobbs v. Jackson. Yes. What? A, okay, I got we. I got to read through a lot of that case um, a couple weeks ago. If you ever are like, let me see how cool of a person freaking Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas are. Read through their dissertations on it. It is so good. Mm-hmm. I love reading like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like sitting there, like eating my, I was eating some ramen, just absolutely living it up. It is so good. It's the most college thing you could say. I was eating it at the new ramen place on campus. But still, you're just like, I was sitting there eating some ramen. <laughs> Reading the Thompson v. Jackson case. It's a very government interesting to say. Yeah. What? I wonder why. I wonder why. So the original day this was supposed to be reviewed was April 19th, but they did not decide until April 21st. They postponed it. The Supreme Court ordered to allow the abortion pill to still be widely available, which is frustrating, but the fires that would have come if they would have ruled in favor of the Texas judge would have been not great. Just because people would be like, well, that's not, that's not your position to take anymore. Because, yeah, because like in Dobbs v. Jackson, one of the reasons that Roe v. Wade was overturned is because when this, when Roe v. Wade was ruled, they, Basically, one of the reasons they said is that they were acting as a legislative mm-hmm. when they're the judicial branch. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to legislate. And so one of the reasons that if they sided all completely with the, the tax court is that they would essentially be, go, they would be hypocrites. They would be doing something that is unconstitutional. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's frustrating. And like, I hate like siding with their decision, but also like they, they did what was in their power. They, yeah, they did what they... They they upheld the precedent that they sent they set and for them to change it just to do a side that we agree with like I understand why they couldn't. Mm-hmm. The ruling on the halt of the abortion pill was supposed to go into effect on April twenty second, which was the day after the Supreme Court. Earth Day. Earth Day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was the day after the Supreme Court made their decision, so that was obviously stopped because the Supreme Court. What was I gonna say? I think you spelled Clarence Thomas wrong by the way. I think I did. Yeah. I, just I did to let you know that. I did. <laughs> um because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but yeah, so because of the Supreme Court ruling that was halted. Both Justin Justin Justin. Justin Clarence Thomas. That's his full name. (laughs) Well, Justice Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito. Alito. I don't know why I didn't say his first name. I just was like, you know, (laughs) he doesn't need a first name. Clarence Thomas is Clarence Thomas. He is king. Uh, Both of them dissented. If the Supreme Court would have suspended the FDA's approval, it would have Ended the abortion pill distribution distribution in all the states. It was the Biden administration that asked the Supreme Court to intervene after the fifth court made its decision. After the fifth court reviews the appeal, it is likely to go back to the Supreme Court. I 
I swear on my life, if we spend this entire year with it bouncing back and forth, I'm going to be so mad. Like, it's an important, like, news story to, like, cover, but, like... If every week we're like, okay, and it's back to the Supreme Court, and the next week it's like, it's back in the Sixth Fifth Circuit Court. Oh, what? What? It went to the Fourth Circuit Court? How did it end up there? President Biden welcomed the decision, saying... The administration will continue to defend FDA's independent expert authority to review, approve, and regulate a wide range of prescription drugs. While you're, when he says that, just remember the 2,740 people. Mm-hmm. And remember the 58 people who probably had to have surgery and were in the hospital for three days. And the 28 that died. And the 28 that died. And the 13 that died worldwide. The Texas ruling, he added would have undermined FDA's medical judgment and put women's health at risk. That's, they're, they're right on one thing and wrong on the other. The Texas ruling would have undermined the FDA's medical judgment, period. Yes. yes. After what we talked about in this episode, I think it's safe to say President Biden's women's health would actually be better without. I'm going to re-say that. I, I think that's what we just said. I think you're right. Yeah, let's just skip down to okay. We did just say that. Okay. One last thing. If anyone's making a list of the states with stockpiles of abortion pills, here are the states so far. Washington, Oregon, California, New York, and Massachusetts have all created a very, very large supply of abortion pills. The specific number differs on the source. But we will just say too much. Didn't I say that the moment that California does it, Oregon's going to do it, and California did it, and about a week later, Oregon did it? Mm -hmm. I told you. And Washington just really led the charge on that one. They said, let's do this. I'm surprised Illinois hasn't done anything yet. I'm also surprised. I was... I think I saw it was in the works. Of course it is. Because I was like, yeah, I was... Yeah, I was trying to find, like, the specific numbers and everything different, and I was, like, sort of, like, trying to look up the specific things, and it just, (laughs) it's too much. It's too much. Way too much. Well, this has been an absolute black little rain cloud of an episode, Um, and it's, it feels, like, depressing. Like, I feel depressed right now. Mm-hmm. especially like after reading the fda report like i hadn't read it fully through beforehand but like after reading that and kind of like connecting the dots i'm like it like i've never read a report like that where like all the symptoms that we talk about like it's hard for it like i like i can't explain it but it's like it's just words it's it can feel like just words to you until you see it in real life and so, like, it felt like just words, but when we went through that report and, like, connected the dots of all of that. And then, like, knowing that the left and, like, Planned Parenthood are always like, well, crisis pregnancy centers are spreading misinformation. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the FDA report and being like... The FDA report confirms every single thing that the crisis pregnancy centers are saying and just the bare minimum of what you can see without digging in too far. Mm-hmm. I went... On the, this is how you do it. I went on the FDA website. I went on, I, I Googled, I said FDA medical abortion pill. I read through the article. It said, um, 
the official 28 deaths from the document here. They say they list 28 deaths in the official article. I clicked on the document that they linked. I downloaded it and I read it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that long. It is two pages, but it's two pages literally disproving everything that the Planned Parenthood says. Two pages. Two pages. And that's just without the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, well, let's finish by talking about like something that's like a little cheerful. So most people don't know that there is actually abortion and abortion reversal pill. So um, I don't know how this works with mifepristol, with just the mifepristol abortions, because I just learned about those when I was researching this. But the mifepristone, so like we talked about, you take mifepristone and then 24 to 48 hours later, you take mifepristol. So mifepristone after you take mifepristone um the abortion reversal pill you can take and it is a dose of progesterone that be that can be taken that will restore it will help um it will like unblock it and the it will reverse the effects of the mifepristone and it gives your child a second chance at life um which is so sad to say yeah like that that like hurt my heart i was like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so abortion reversal pill, sorry, abortionpillreversal.com is where you can go to get all your information on the abortion pill and the testimonies of those who have actually received it there. I remember like the two of us were sitting and doing some research, research for an episode one day. And then we heard about like, was it like North Carolina where a girl took the abortion reversal pill and like saved mm-hmm. a pregnancy, like changed her mind. And so. Um, they have a whole bunch of testimonies on there. People talking about taking them and stuff like that. And like the healing that they've come in. It's, it's very emotional. Like I'm getting emotional right now talking about it. You have taken the, the first abortion pill and want to take the abortion reversal pill. Or if you need any emergency pregnancy help or resources, call their emergency helpline, which is 877 877- Five five eight zero three three three. Um, you can also use their non-emergency hotline, which is six one four eight eight five seven five seven seven. We really, really got by, through that by the skin of our teeth. Yeah, I am fully aware that was a lot of information, lots of numbers, mm-hmm. lots of graphic details, yeah. but it was important. I. Like, I learned so much from this, and like, I'm like, I'm now very grateful for the research that I put into this mm-hmm. because I've never like fully researched it this much before. And like, this was like four, three, four hours of research. If we, if I spent like, if you spent put like a significant amount of time, imagine how much else that you could dig up. Um, check out the website. This is Chemical Abortion. They have an entire like web series on it, exposing Planned Parent, exposing Planned Parenthood. They also have information, a lot more information on chemical abortions, and they can also answer a lot of questions. If you do have questions, shoot an email our way, too, mm-hmm. or send us a voice message. Um, we'll try and answer you the best that we can, or redirect you to a resource that will answer you a better, better question than-, <laughs> than us. Um, I guess, so we're not, no pop culture news this week because we have tortured long enough with this episode. Um, 
But seriously, though, we put a lot of work in this episode on this topic because it's literally so important to the two of us. And there are people who need this type of information. So uh, we don't usually say this, but like share this episode around. Be like, if people need to know this information, because like I just, a lot of people do not understand. And it literally is saving lives by saving babies, but it's also saving lives of the women who are taking the women and the girls like the young girls who are taking these without not without knowing like the true extent of what they're doing to their bodies and what they're doing to their children yeah. any other thoughts Calista? no my head is mush sad. and sad i I've been wanting to watch The Muppets for like three days, and so I might call in bed and watch The Muppets after this, because it's the only thing in the world that will make me happy right now. I love The Muppets. This was very depressing. It was very depressing. And episode. like, we knew it was going to, and like, we did all the research, and I like, read through it all, and I was like, oh, well, not, I didn't read through it all, but like, I just like, knew going into it, I'm like, okay, yes, I know this is going to be depressing, but for whatever reason... It, like, all hit me right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. I do really like the style of episode, though. Like, I loved last episode. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. And it was, I love doing, like, when we're unserious. But, like, I think doing this type of research was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I'm really inspired to do one about, like, our border issues. And specifically the human trafficking that's going along there. Mm-hmm. So, if you, like, please leave any comments or anything. Either on the post or shoot us an email if you like this type of episode because I think that it'd be great to do another one where we do a lot of this more hardcore research where Mm -hmm. we're going in and find these government documents and stuff or if you want us to do another chemical abortion one it might tear our souls apart but I will figure out how to request some more information from the FDA and we could read through that again thank you so much for listening to I don't want to talk about politics <laughs> make sure to check us out on Instagram <laughs> it feels so odd saying after it uh, I don't <laughs> make sure to check us out on Instagram at tap underscore podcast also make sure to check out our personal Instagrams which are at ally.joy173 and calistaj1776 um, if you want to check out our references page Please do, by the way. We put a lot of good information down there this time. So please do. Um, Send us an email or leave us a voice message. They are all linked in the description below. Um, Calista, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we'll be kicking off our summer vacation. Well, not really, because we both are taking summer classes. Yeah. But sort of. And a new month with a little bit of a different episode. We're leaving it a mystery. So make sure that you tune in next week. It'll be a little bit, it'll be a much more lighthearted episode because this really filled our souls. And we are both moving back home and starting new jobs and starting our summer classes next week. So we're going to have a little bit more of a fun episode. Maybe not as chaotic as last episode because, oh my gosh, we are never (laughs) recording at like four in the morning ever again. I will literally be just getting home from driving 21 hours back to home mm. so it'll be interesting um there is um we do need to like um what's it called when you oh you need to we need to fix 
a statement that you made in the last episode. An incorrect statement that you made in the last episode, by the way. Yes. So, by mistake, I said that the Columbia River goes to the Puget Sound. I meant the Pacific Ocean, and I said it at first, and then I, like, corrected myself, but it was also, like, three in the morning or four in the morning, so my brain wasn't all there. But the Columbia River goes to the Pacific Ocean, in case anyone wanted to know. I did not know that. You didn't even know that the rivers went to the ocean. <laughs> I still stand by that's my favorite part of the episode. It was a great portion of that episode. It was so... After editing all... After editing all of that, and then just getting to, like, a very peaceful moment, because I cut about five extra minutes out of that, of Calissa just very calmly explaining to me how a river works. (laughs) She'd have put some river flowing sounds through the background. Like a little water, just... (laughs) Some birds tweeting in the background. I could have gone outside to the trees, because the birds on this campus are so loud. So loud. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us for a month already. That's insane. That's crazy. We are super excited for May. It's going to be very fun. Um, we will see you next week. Yes, we will.